0: everyone. Welcome to semester three, episode 10 of our Just Admitted podcast, where former deans and directors of admission give expert insight into the complex college admissions landscape. I'm Christine, a former assistant director of admission at Yale and Georgetown. And joining me today is my Ivy Wise friend and colleague, Mike, formerly at Stanford, NYU, and the Haas School of Business at UC Berkeley. In this episode, we will um, discuss how high school students can stay on track with their college prep goals over winter break. Mike, how are you doing
1: i'm doing well um you know i'm based in los angeles right now and Mm -hmm. um uh, i don't know if you follow bts but they're in town for about a week and i have friends who are going to the concert every single night so it's a a big celebration over here everyone's um dancing on stage somewhere um in la so how, how are things with you
0: Good, not as fun. <laughs> Clearly, <laughs> um, I'm based outside of Washington, D.C., so it's cold. Um, and, you know, politics is never that interesting compared to BTS. <laughs> and but I have friends in L.A. as well. And I hear, um, I don't know if it's like horror stories or good stories of waiting hours in line to get even just BTS merchandise, let alone, you know, score a concert ticket. Um, but... <laughs> But I'm glad, you know, you're enjoying it. So as we um, kind of head into the holiday season, um, I, I don't know if you had any fun uh, during Thanksgiving break. But as we head into the holiday season, I'm sure a lot of students um, and families are thinking about, like, how can we be productive? How can we rest well? How can we connect reconnect reconnect um, during uh, winter break, and especially for students, um, you know, in high school, um, and and this could be range from, you know, uh, younger students who are in ninth and tenth grade to students who are. Possibly thinking more closely at the college uh, admissions process, like a junior or high school seniors who are in the midst of it. And what are some things that they could be doing and thinking about um, inter uh, during winter break to stay on track? So, just any leading thoughts, Um, Mike? I know you you know work with students a variety of capacities, missions and counseling, and so very experienced. Um, So, what would you advise students? Like, what are some like top thoughts that come to your mind?
1: Gosh, I could talk for hours about this. (laughs) I have a student in eighth grade, all the way up to seniors. And mm-hmm. so for me, the biggest thing, it's um, to really know what st- where students are in the process, because mm-hmm. an eighth graders experience and what they would do on the winter during the winter break would look vastly different than seniors. Uh, so I would, it just kind of depends on who the student I'm working with. I think the biggest thing, it's just seeing where they're at in the process And to plan as much as possible for seniors is going to look a lot different, mainly because uh, they should be done with their college applications. I know that that's not going to be the case for everyone. So there might be a lot of seniors rushing to submit um, applications before Mm -hmm. the uh, January deadline Uh, for uh, underclassmen. It just kind of depends, Um, I think, for uh, if you're in like ninth grade, a lot of it's um, just exploring your interests. So that's the Mm -hmm. biggest thing. So I'll recommend students to read certain books, read articles, um, just do some Google research on different topics. If they are in the 11th grade, I might talk to them about, uh, you know, ideas for some type of like passion projects. Um, if there's 10th grade, it might be a mixture of those things. Um, so that's just kind of a broad overview. I know um, mm-hmm. we have 30 minutes to talk about this, <laughs> but those are my initial thoughts. Are, are there, what about you? Are there things that you emphasize a lot more depending on the grade level of the student?
0: Absolutely. I think that's um, that's right on. Um, I'm just I mean, just kind of from the top down, thinking about seniors. Um, we I mean, as we're recording, we're in late November. This is the last day before we hit December. I feel like that's a huge even just a date apart. But it's a huge kind of crossover of sort, at least in the senior world. Um, I would just strongly encourage seniors. I know it's been a tough um, semester. I know a lot of students um, and younger students too, just been uh, readjusting going back to school if they've been virtual learning or hybrid learning uh, or even in-person learning for the last year. So it's just been a challenging year. Um, but if at all possible, my kind of you know strong recommendation for seniors is just to you know, work through as much as possible with your college applications. It is not fun um, to do that over winter break. We both probably have worked with students in the past who are looking at a pile of 10 applications during winter break, and that's just not great. And anything that's rushed, um, anything that's last minute, the quality, um, you know, unfortunately will suffer a little bit. So, you know, kind of the advice is, uh, yes, it may be inevitable. You'll work on some parts of the application process, um, but as much as possible to, you know, do that sooner than later. So hopefully um, seniors are not just doing that. Um, But this is also a good time, I think, to, you know, even, you know, with the looming deadline for seniors to continue to kind of think about the college process to even just a moment of reflection to think about what do I want out of this experience? Sometimes we get into this do, 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 go, 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 go mode. And we don't reflect and think about um, now that I applied to hopefully not 20 colleges, but you know a bunch of colleges. Um, what do I really want out of the college experience? And could I do a little bit more research to think about what's the right fit for me? Um, if students are traveling, maybe they could still you know pop in to look at a school. You know, the process will continue for seniors um, into the spring when they get their final decisions. There are some deadlines in January. Um, and there are a lot of schools with just kind of rolling application um, process. So, I mean, we are working with students primarily with specific deadlines. But there are a lot of applications um, you can just continue to apply to spring. So there are just a lot, I think, that students can still do, um, not just writing applications, but also thinking about what do they want to get out of their college experience. Um, and you're absolutely right. You know, this may not apply to you know, eighth graders, obviously, but for juniors, um, 11th graders, this is also a good time to kind of think more deeply about their college search and where they want to do um, their college visits. I just started meeting with some juniors and we are thinking about like, okay, let's look at your calendar. What are some, you know, dates coming up in January and February and March, uh, April, when you have um, either a long weekend school break or like a spring break. And maybe this is a good time for juniors to kind of sit down with their parents to out their family calendar for the coming month um, and to start to make a list of colleges. Maybe they can do some virtual research. There are lots of information sessions available, um, you know, virtual tours, looking through websites, um, consult resources, talk to people, et cetera, that they can start to pull together a list and maybe even make some travel plans. Um, you know, because that's safe to do. So I know um, our pandemic <laughs> situations ever evolving, you know, even just in the last few days. So uh, as much as possible, I think um, that might be a fruitful um, process for for juniors, um, the college search process may be less applicable for you know a, a tenth or a ninth grader um, or you know younger students. Um, but like you said, there are other things that they could do. Um, so that yeah, those are some immediate thoughts that come to mind. Um, what, what what like you mentioned um, like passion projects? What would you recommend maybe for some of these younger students who are not quite in the throes of the college search and college admissions process? What are some ideas that you have or just things that you can point them to?
1: Well, the first thing when I'm working with students is to find uh, meet them where they're at, identify mm-hmm. things that they're generally interested in um, so that it's a fun experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an opportunity for personal growth. So I have a student that I'm working with um, that he uh, loves music. Mm-hmm. And so we talked about getting involved with a local um, arts nonprofit uh, to volunteer and then the goal is um, next year to um, lead some type of uh, project. So he might teach um, he might teach uh, music courses to uh, middle school students, for example, um, or we talked about doing a music fundraiser, for example. So I really just try to meet where students are at because um, at the end of the day, they're either gonna be the ones who are gonna be taking on these projects. So I want it to be something that they're fun and some, um, something that I look forward to. So those are just some, um, some examples that have come to mind in the last couple of weeks.
0: Yeah, that sounds great. That's I think that sounds like a lovely idea. And again, I think that um, you know, having worked with students at, during the academic year or season the weeks are just really super busy. So it's a good time just even doing research on local nonprofits, like you mentioned. Um, you know, if you're interested in music, what are some music organizations locally? And even just using the time to plan out If I want to teach music classes, what would I teach? What do I need to create? You know, just using the time to um, not that you need to do it every single day for hours and hours. But, you know, to the extent that you're excited to do that during winter break, that's a great time to do that. And the same thing could apply for all these different subject matters. Like if you're into engineering, um, I just the other day Googled, you know, many engineering projects. You can pull up a hundred of those ideas just by doing a quick Google search and then, you know, building something uh, for fun. Uh, Maybe you could do it with um, a younger sibling or, you know, neighbors. Um, So that could even be collaborative for students who are interested in writing. They could be collaborating to, you know, or just working on their own to write a story. Um, Maybe there's an essay contest that they could submit uh, a piece of work, you know, an essay, 500 word essay. That's certainly doable, I think, during winter break. Um, Likewise, for students who are in to art, um, a great time to create an art piece. Um, you know, just, just you know, work on an idea that you've been wanting to work on but didn't have time during the academic year. So I think many projects, something that's doable, um, not to overwhelm students to think like, oh my gosh, I have to accomplish you know so much in just you know two weeks, but something that's doable that will keep them engaged um, and fun as well. So um, yeah, so many projects are great for winter break. Um, what are other kind of ideas that you would have for perhaps younger students who are exploring different fields or subjects?
1: Uh, well I have another student who's interested in child a- advocacy so mm-hmm. well um, I she's already involved with a nonprofit that's that works with uh, mm-hmm. foster children I have suggested to her to do some research on uh the foster care system so she's mm-hmm. doing some independent research on that um, i know it's a little tricky if you're a ninth grader 10th grader where do i even start in that process um, i mm-hmm. usually just tell students just do some initial google searches um, on articles that come up um, mm-hmm. that's one of the beautiful things about the internet um, i know when i was in high school um it was just kind of coming out i don't want to give my age but uh There's just more access to information now. So I think students can just do some initial research. And then when I meet with that student, we're going to kind of just like brainstorm, you know, what you learn? Are there um, other things that you want to learn more about um, the foster care system or child advocacy that we can explore? So Mm -hmm. doing some initial research in um, topics that interest them and that may lead to um, further opportunities. So um, we might be talking later on about doing research um at a college for example and so we might just like brainstorm when's a good time to reach out to faculty members which departments which colleges on whether the best way to find research opportunities so there's a lot of opportunity with this and i one thing i forgot to mention is um when i work with students i look at the whole year and so we we plan out what to do during breaks not that we have to have every single moment filled out but the way i look at this is that if we can Put some of the uh, candidacy building during the the winter, summer, spring breaks, it'll just make things a little bit easier during the academic year um, because junior year, you might be taking a bunch of APs for the first time. So it's for me, it's striking that balance. I, I don't want students to feel overwhelmed. Um, during the academic year, so we have conversations, what are some projects, what are some opportunities that we can explore during the break that can build my profile build my candidacy and prepare me for the college admission process so that's kind of mm-hmm. my general like, approach to this using these breaks.
0: That's really great. I, you know, your um, what you said about the um, child foster care system, and or you know any topics to do um, some initial research. That this, you know, I um, actually think winter break it it's a really an ideal time. Even looking forward to um, what students might want to be doing during the summer. So if you, as you said, you know, kind of with a whole year in mind, um, for students who are interested in research, um, this is a great time to think about research um, questions that you want to answer. Um, so it could be child advocacy. advocacy or um, the legal system. It could be something in Um, you know, chemical engineering. It could be something in history or in economics and just spend some time kind of reading about that. Again, luxury of time during winter break versus the academic year. And A really great resource that I've used a ton over the years, especially when I was in graduate school, is um, Google Scholar, which is a repository of academic papers. A lot of them tend to be, um, you know, they're in published um, journals that um, actually do have a paid subscription that can get expensive. Um, So, Google Scholar is just a more concentrated way of uh, researching for academic articles, papers, resources. Not all of them um, in Google Scholar will be free, but a lot of them, you might get a free link or just at least read an abstract. So this is a great time to just read up on the subject and then maybe develop some initial questions that you would like to answer um, and start thinking about um, how you might want to conduct um, like further research uh, during the summer um, and beyond.
1: I keep forgetting, you have a PhD, so you're like an expert oh. at this. <laughs> no. I'm like, just Google it online, you'll find something. You're like, no, here's some <laughs> articles, here's an abstract. <laughs> no.
0: no, it's, um, it, it is, no, you can't find, I mean, this is, uh-huh. I mean, despite all the graduate school, um, schooling that I've done, yeah, no, I do go to Google, just Google search, like, I Google all the time, but Google Scholar within Google, it's it's really an amazing enterprise. I think, I mean, I can not do, like, I could have done my graduate work without Google Scholar. So that's a really great place to start. And just I'm reminded too that for students who are interested in research, especially the STEM students, um, and this is for younger students, this is a great time during winter break to kind of, again, I love your comment about the whole year in perspective, because a lot of this uh, summer programs, information start to be released right around like kind of some have been released already, but not all. So for students to start just kind of doing their Google search, it doesn't need to be in Google Scholar for that. To, or any other, <laughs> I don't want to uh, favor Google uh, too much here, but any other, you know, search platform that you use, uh, you can just kind of look up uh, summer programs. Um, some of them do have earlier applications as early as December or January, even. Um, many, most of them will be in kind of a February, March, you know, kind of time um, frame, but that's a great time uh, during winter break to kind of do your search for summer programs, whether it's research or some other and start to kind of work on that a little bit, brainstorming for, you know, potentially you know uh, applications essay, not college application, but this is more like um, summer program essays so researching and writing brainstorming for that and maybe even pulling together some preliminary uh, content material. If you need a recommendation, this might be a good time to you know draft an email to a teacher. So lots of kind of logistical work that could be done during this uh, winter break as well. So yeah, that's I, that's a really good I'm <laughs> just thinking about that just a good way to, to utilize parts of the the winter break. Any other thoughts on um, just any other advice that you've given students that you felt like, ah, gee, you know, this is, we talked about like mini projects, you know, doing research, getting ready for the summer. Um, Any other kind of just, you know, just examples um, of working with students that you thought like, ah, this is a good way to kind of do it during winter break or even spring break, for example, when the break is not super long, but things could be still done.
1: Yeah, you know, uh, you mentioned summer programs and Pre-pandemic, a lot of the winter break time was de- dedicated to the application because oftentimes, especially for those very competitive programs, it mirrors the college application itself mm-hmm. because you have to write essays. You may need to send transcripts, request a teacher recommendation. So, um, you know, it kind of depends on what summer programs, uh, what their plans are for the summer, if they're going to have it in person, because I know mm-hmm. the past couple of summers, it's been it's been all virtual. But um, yeah, that's something that I would work with students on um, identifying uh, summer program opportunities because oftentimes these are on college campuses yeah. and you're in a classroom or there might be focused programs. I, me- I remember I worked with students on um, summer program opportunities, some were on college, some were with like a private organization where they would do entrepreneurship, business, even law, for example. Mm-hmm. So we would spend time um During winter break, planning out, or even just reviewing essays um, during this period. So I think that's just, and I think the summer programs are great because it's an opportunity one for you to be on a college campus, and then two to learn about a either the subject area or a Mm -hmm. field that might interest you. Because I know when I was in high school, I had I did no career exploration whatsoever, (laughs) (laughs) even in college, and (laughs) even when even when I graduated, uh, to be honest, even when I graduated college. I didn't know what I was going to do. So mm-hmm. I think it begins, start thinking about what are some fields I'm interested in, because students oftentimes share, you know, um, go, I'm going to go into business, I'm going to go into law, I'm going to go to medicine. Well, what does that actually mean? Mm-hmm. And what are areas that you might be interested within that field, for example, because that's for your own personal benefit, but also... Mm-hmm. To, you know, when it comes time to apply for college and you declare I'm a biology major, you can write a thoughtful essay around your okay. interests around medicine or biology, mm-hmm. for example. So, um, yeah, I think summer programs are such a great opportunity. I mm-hmm. wish I could do it um, as an adult.
0: Yeah, <laughs> for I mean, example, they've so much. Yeah, from, <laughs> you know, way back. I'm even more data than you are, Mike. You yeah. know, back back in the day. So, um, but I think you bring up a really good point about exploring careers as well. Um, so we've talked very practically, kind of you know, um, planning for summer programs. But even just getting to know a particular um, profession, a field, I know students we work with sometimes will say, I want to be a doctor or I want to be I want to go into law. I love business. Um, But, you know, you know, usually high school students and that's not because, um, you know, it's not that they should know. They just don't because they're in high school. So it's it's pretty typical. Um, But it is a great opportunity to. to even shadow a professional, Um, if you, and, and it doesn't have to be super fancy, it doesn't need to be, I know there are fancy terms like externship, which is, you know, shorter version of internship, <laughs> so you don't need to go out and get it. An internship or externship for winter break, but it might be fun if you know of someone, like through, you know, friend of a friend of a friend of a friend. <laughs> um, One of my first things that I did was actually my mom, her work colleagues, you know, uh, spouse had... Um, an opportunity that I was able to do. So, you know, just kind of through various connections or network, or even just reaching out locally, if you you know, for instance, Mike, you mentioned just kind of being with the community and, and just thinking about volunteering opportunities, um, a way to kind of getting to know the nonprofit sector, um, you know, so many different options. Um, but just shadow someone, you know, can, hey, can I come into your office? Maybe things are a little bit slower during the holidays, um, you know, to kind of just observe, you know, maybe if you're able to sit in on a meeting. Um, so that's a, that's a great way um Another way uh, would be to what we used to call informational interviews, which I know sounds like <laughs> a mouthful. And uh, again, you know, we're given our current generations like, what do you, you know, it's not like a formal interview, but just an opportunity to talk with someone. So um, a goal could be, you know, to talk to three uh, uh people over winter break, and it could be family members or, you know, friends and family, et cetera, and just say, um, Hey, can I just talk with you for 20 minutes? And could you tell me about your career? What do you do kind of on a day-to-day basis and what kind of skills are used in your profession? Um, you're a teacher. Great. Could you tell me some of the skills, um, involved with teaching or you're a doctor and could you tell me your own path, um, you know, educational and professional path to get to where you are. Um, you know, not everybody reaches law in the same way way, not everybody reaches teaching in the same way. So if you did three informational interviews um, during winter break, that could be a really productive way to think not only about a potential career path, but also to understand um, a particular field or subject of interest more. So uh, that that could be another fun, hopefully, thing that students can do uh, during winter break.
1: Yeah, I think that's great. Yeah. Uh, the, so the student that I'm working with who's interested in child advocacy. Mm-hmm. Um, so she uh, does fundraisers for this foster care nonprofit, uh,
0: mm-hmm.
1: nonprofit that serves foster youth. And we talked about like, you know, informational interviews. And we started brainstorming, how can we find someone who's in that field? So she, because she has a connection with the nonprofit, I'm like mm-hmm. we should talk to them and they may know other people to connect to you so i think just yeah. the power of network yeah. um, you know maybe your direct network maybe your like family may not know but if you volunteer or at your school your counselor or a teacher mm-hmm. they may know someone in the field so i think that's another opportunity just to learn more about a, um, a field and you know mm-hmm. i think it's just uh, an opportunity just, just to connect with people build your network and then just learn about mm-hmm. different career paths because um, that's something that I think uh a lot of high school students don't do is like learn about more about what are yeah. career fields for me. It, the, a lot of the focus is I need to get into college right away. So what do right. I need to do to get into college? But well, I need
0: to get an internship out. right now. <laughs> you know? yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So it's it's more like I need to do X, Y, and Z, but it's like, well, let's think about like why you want to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, um what what what's inspiration behind going into law, for example, and mm-hmm. what does it mean to go into law? Because as you mentioned, you can go into law, but you may not be a lawyer for example. Mm-hmm. Um, and that could be great for you. Just kind of depends. Um, so I think just doing some um, like kind of like career research during right. the, the winter break could be great.
0: Yeah, that's that's yeah, I think that's exactly right. So a lot of stuff um, that things students can do um, <laughs> during winter break. Um, Again, I you know just even I mean when um, I know we kind of keep talking about this point with but example, but it's a good one. Um, I think child advocacy, just even being um, again, just reiterating that I know we brought it up earlier. Just being out in the community, um, I think you know again this year. Um, it's completely understandable. Students are just so pressed. Um, there are lots of good intention. I'm thinking about myself too. like Lots of good intentions to do, you know, X, Y, and Z. I wanted, you know, volunteer in this way. I want to help out in that way. But I'm sorry, you know, it's like I ran out of time today. You know, um, so the winter break might be just a good pause point to, um, if you do want to do some community work um, and get to know your community issue. That's important. So, uh, Mike, you mentioned, you know, just you know, researching online to learning about an issue. If students can go into the community. Um, especially after, gosh, I'm losing track of the month, but a long, long time that we have been in this pandemic situation where things are closed, students couldn't do anything, um, you know, as, again, as um, as safely as possible, because I know that the situation is still evolving. Um, but if students are able to reconnect, like in person with their community, so um, the winter break, kind of with the holiday season, um, maybe it's a good time to to go out and volunteer in some, um, some way. And that might be just, you know, it could be a few days, um, as much time as you can devote to just helping out, connecting. You know, sometimes it's not just like, I need to serve. That's great. Do a fundraiser, things like that. But just to connect with people, um, the part of your community that you may have not um, had that connection in the last, you know, year and a half. or So, so yeah, that's important. So, any other thoughts about winter break?
1: You, you know, I I'm thinking about because uh, I have several students who are not yet seniors and they've expressed to me the the need for balance because they're feeling very stretched um already and Mm -hmm. they're not even at a junior uh you know in in their junior year so i think you know we're giving a lot of ideas in terms of here are ways to build your candidacy to think about your careers i think it's also a think about your winter break as What so? Think of it as a way to rejuvenate and renew yourself um, during this time. So, so there might be some natural activities that build your candidacy, but are also very fun for you. So they they can be restorative. So like if you know like sports for example, or if you have certain hobbies that you didn't have time during the academic year, that's a great way um, to. Uh, You know, spend uh, part of your winter break, but there's also the piece of just making sure you're taking care of yourself in the process because think of this also as a, a, you know, it is, it's a break, right? So you want time to, um, to relax, enjoy life, spend time with friends and Mm -hmm. families and then when the, the new year starts, you go back to school, you feel refreshed and you're ready mm-hmm. to jump into the coursework. You're ready to jump into all of the activities that you're already involved with. So I want to emphasize that point, too, because I think sometimes it's kind of like what I need yeah. to do next, what I need to do next. And then, you know, sometimes I I'm just concerned with students feeling very stretched Then, yeah. um, So that's something I just want to emphasize. I don't know Absolutely. what your thoughts are. Um, have you had students who have felt that similar sentiment so in mm-hmm, terms of mm-hmm. just feeling stretched?
0: Mm-hmm. yeah no for sure i mean um you and i can even grown-ups <laughs> feel stretched um, um sometimes as well so that's absolutely right i think that balance is very important um i'm i wish i could you know i'm preaching to myself um, more than anything like getting more sleep um even just looking at my my kids who are younger not in high school but um, there's just a lot to do and you know the academic schedule and extracurricular activities could just pile on um, i do know that students are sometimes sleeping not as much as they need to um so it's a good time to catch up on sleep. Um, certainly do that. Um if you're not um, able to play a sport or physically um, be active, you know, just even walking around the neighborhood, taking, you know, kind of after a meal walks, that could be a great way to engage in physical activity. Uh, maybe, you know, I I'm just kind of uh, thinking back to the earlier pandemic days when we were all like, oh, "What do we do now?" You know, just I, I haven't picked up a tennis racket in years. <laughs> just going out to our the tennis court behind our local library, just kind of hitting around, just you know, being physically active, and um, enjoy being spending time with friends and family, and you know, just I think that's absolutely um, important. Um, maybe one kind of quick tip would be that to, you know what you were saying like about that balance is yes, um, definitely be productive. So instead of, um, I always find myself sometimes being overly ambitious, like, oh, I'm going to accomplish like 10 things. I'm going to clean the house. I'm going to, you know, um, you know, put together all the things I wanted to bring to the local, um, food pantry and, you know, just all these projects, but nothing gets done. And, and I feel more overwhelmed, you know, afterward, but just to say like, okay, this winter break, my top priorities are, um, one, you know, just kind of reconnect or two, uh, rest, then maybe I'll do one project. I really want to identify a summer program that I want to apply for, or I really want to work on the engineering project that I don't really have time during school. Um, Or I want to build a website for something that I'm working on. Just kind of one or two, you know, very manageable things that you could like, feasibly get done within a couple of days, not an over stretching project. And that could be that good balance, right? So that you can get the rest. Um, otherwise, you know, we, I think just the rhythm of life that we we do need breaks. That's why we have breaks to kind of feeling like, okay, what, if, you know, we have weekends to um, start fresh so that students can come back um, in 2022, which is hard to kind of think about 2022, um, feeling they can jump right in. So I, I absolutely agree with that point of that balance.
1: Yeah. Any last thoughts? I know we're wrapping up here. Any last thoughts that you have for students on how to use their winter break that you haven't
0: um, covered? I, you know, um, I am speaking of my like ambitious to do list. I do that during the summer as well. One good holiday or kind of winter break read, um, you know, just maybe not just without just something to read just for fun or something that's um uh, whether it's maybe related to an academic interest, I don't want to feel like everything has to be driven through that um, framework, but um, a recommended read, um, you know, kind of one book or one thing to read. Um, what would yours be? I'll give you a few you know, minutes. I'll I share mine and then you can think about <laughs> what would you recommend? I um, I thought about it and this is like an old recommendation that I read years ago um, that I just really love. And um, if there's one book I, you know, kind of just recommend for, um, for the holiday would be, um, Uh, An old professor of mine um, in college who was a um, Reformation historian, um, but wrote a personal memoir um, of his um, childhood in Cuba and then kind of coming to the U.S. Um, So the title is Waiting for Snow in Havana, which is just one of the. best books I've you know just I read many years ago and kind of like I wanted I brought it out again recently and wanted to read so thinking about winter break I would that would be my one recommended read you know it's not a huge book and you know it's not necessarily academic but just something enjoyable so any kind of like recommendation that you would have something fun something not necessarily academic
1: uh well with me yeah um I've kind of leaned into YouTube a lot more. Initially, Mm -hmm. I thought it was just like looking up funny videos, but there's a lot of great content on there and it's it allows me to actually multitask. So when I'm like washing dishes or sometimes eating or cleaning up around the house, I can put on a YouTube video. So I've been watching a lot of um, like NFT videos, cryptocurrency, not that I know too much Mm -hmm. about it, but just to learn some fundamentals. So, you know, like, uh, that's another way just to learn about more about a subject area that uh, piques your interest. So that's something that comes to mind because it's hard for me to I, I probably need more time to just sit down and read. But for me, I, I like to yeah. like be out and walking around um, yes. So if I have like an audio book, for example, then um, I'll, I'll, I'll have like a YouTube video in the background.
0: That's awesome. I love that. I love that idea. I actually, I, um maybe that should be on my list of winter break things to do. I, I need to learn more about um cryptocurrency. It's Bitcoin blockchain. I it's just it's something that I feel like so important to learn. Um and I don't nearly have enough knowledge. So that's a great recommendation that I will uh take you up on like to do over winter break. Um so that's great.
1: Well, it sounds like that it wraps up our podcast for today. So thank you for tuning in to just a minute catch up on all previous episodes by visiting our podcast page and be sure to bookmark our Ivy wise knowledge base for additional help with navigating the complex and competitive college admission process. Don't forget to follow up on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok for more college prep resources. And stay tuned for our next episode in which we will share advice on what to do if you get deferred. Thanks, everyone.